Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many people have been asking me, Effie, you're not even British. How are you coming to the UK so much? Yeah, I mean, word is out. I'm coming to North Wrestling. I'm returning to TNT Wrestling. I'm doing a magical Q&A with the Untitled Wrestling Podcast all right around December 1st. I don't know the exact dates, but there's a real reason I'm actually coming back to the UK. Well, you got rid of Boris, which was a good move, and then you got Liz Truss, and she was garbage, but she knew that, and now Rishi Sunak. I'm coming back to the UK to challenge you to a cage match. Yeah, I'm gonna do interviews. Yeah, I'm gonna have sick matches, but uh, I'm also gonna beat the hell out of you in a cage match, which you're gonna agree to, become the Prime Minister of the UK, and then abolish the whole thing. And we'll go back to anarchy in the UK, except without the Sex Pistols being sort of put together by a conglomerate and being a corporate entity that was built on. It doesn't matter. Effie's coming back to the UK. I hope you're excited. And uh, all you Tories, watch out, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you fuck off. Right? Did that? I didn't even sound British. See you guys soon. You heard it just then, Effie, calling out... Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of the UK, here to talk about that and so much more. Delighted to have Effie back on Cultaholic. How are we doing, friend? Uh, Much like the situation you just described where I called out a Prime Minister for a cage match, uh, I sometimes forget that I have like a little bit of pull now. So (laughs) I have to learn in some situations to shut up. And I haven't learned that skill yet. I've learned a lot of new skills. I've learned some new moves. I have not learned to shut up yet. And as I grow in my uh, status, I'm finding out that more and more people sometimes don't love what I have to say, but it is nice to uh, invite their opinions to the party. You know, they say that talkers talk and doers do. I talk and do, and they talk about what I do. I can't help it. I'm not going to try to help it anymore. I want my cage match. I also don't want to get stopped at the border. <laughs> has, uh, has Downing Street commented on your challenge to Rishi Sunak yet? No, and thank God. Uh, and I, I would just like to say to any Border Patrol agents at this time that are working with the wonderful uh, UK, whatever, um, a detective in Tampa, Florida said that anything I say falls under a fictional character saying it. So just don't fuck me up. Let me just get in there and do some shows. I know that it will lead to a regime change. I know that y'all don't like that. I know that I'm going to make people vote more liberally. And I know that all the Tories are going to have to go back into the sewers like the rats that they are. But <laughs> see, I told you, I forget. <laughs> but this is Effie talking. So this it's is fine. me. I can't turn it off. It's just me. It's Effie, the character. Uh, not, it's not who I, uh, it's, yep. It's a character. <laughs> the stipulation is, should Effie win the steel cage match against Rishi Sunak, uh, Effie becomes Prime Minister of the UK. Uh, what's your manifesto? What would you change about the UK? 
Um, I'm, I'm a real hands-off kind of ruler. I mean, the one thing, I'm not a Tr Donald Trump fan in the slightest, but I do think it's funny that he sort of oopsie won the presidency and then actually had to do it. And clearly not the best at the job. But for me, I think I would have wanted him and like, I don't know, it seems like winning was kind of the fun part. I don't want to do a job. So I imagine we're going back to sort of anarchy in the UK. Good luck to everyone. Honor each other's space and agency. Honor everyone's self. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I, I definitely don't think Rishi Sunak is telling anybody what to do and they're listening. <laughs> no one voted for him. Should he make it through the borders? Effie is joining us just in time for Christmas after Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're going to touch on that in a little bit, as well as big plans in 2023. Uh, away from running the country, you're starring in Dead End Paranormal Park on Netflix. I love this. Yes. Uh, how did finally. all this come about? Well, okay, so I got an email on April Fool's Day, I think of 2021, and I'm not trying to sound bigger than my britches, but I thought someone was just trying to get me to say weird stuff on tape for their own kind of pleasure, and they had masqueraded as a real organization, but it turns out I was wrong, and they asked me to audition for this part long, long ago. It was right before WrestleMania in Tampa. I got an email once I got home after that whole wild weekend. And they said, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I said, what? It's real? I even, I called the, the head of Netflix casting animation. And I said, is this a prank? Are you messing with me? She was like, no, I'm not. No, what are you, what? Nobody does this. And we recorded pretty soon after I got to record here in Atlanta because globally we could connect through Zoom and I could have the directors and writers and creators of the show like Hamish Steele there. And I recorded everything and then it was sworn to secrecy. And so when the first season came out, they used my name in the advertising stuff, which once again, remind myself, like, you do have a baby bit of clout, but no one could find me in the show. And so they thought, is it such a small character? We don't know. And thank God, now in the second season, Asmodeus is in multiple episodes. Uh, I hope going forward when the third book comes out that they see sort of where Asmodeus is heading. But I, I play a fun role in this round of things. And uh, being a demon wrestling pro trainer who is trying to get out of the world and made up a whole world of demons to mess with angels right up my alley, my man. I was going to ask you whether Effie and Asmodeus would get on as a tag team. I have to tell you this. I, this is going to sound really dark out of nowhere. I pledged to a demon in 2016 and some people are going like, I knew it. The Christian right is loving that I'm confirming this. I pledged to a demon named Citri in 2016. I have the tattoo on the back of my leg. Uh, Asmodeus is like the, He's like the juice up of Citri. Citri, a demon of lust, a six level demon. But Asmodeus, one of the main 13 demon father overlords, I literally upgraded demons and it's lit. Like how lit is it that five years after they're like, you've been doing great with this demon. We're going to give you a new demon. Check it out. It's been a little overwhelming because sometimes, you know, you're allowing demonic forces to use your mortal flesh, but it's kind of fun to sort of expand your consciousness into harboring things that I think people have the wrong idea about demons. I think the show gets into that in a really fun way. And I think I've been overtaken by a demon and I can't be stopped. My flesh will be consumed by evil eventually. And I will return to hell. I don't know. <laughs> Before you get to hell, um, is this the start of uh, something new with voice acting? Is this something that you want to be doing more of? I, I would like to, definitely. I'd like to continue doing Asmodeus for sure because the story and the character is very, very interesting to me. Um, I've done some weird short film acting before, but what I've realized is like at its core, yeah, cast me in Toy Story 5. I need the paycheck. I love you, Disney Pixar, but 
I still want to wrestle. And I think there's an absurdity as an actor and performer to go, yeah, I know, you know me for this thing that is now permanent, that my voice is now a part of for the end of time, if you watch it 10 years, 20 years from now. But also, I can't stop giving you the live, reactive, adaptive version of storytelling and theater that I like so much, even though it's extremely painful and way more difficult to do than just talking. I will say it is a little absurd now that I did this part kind of long ago and, I, and it's been sort of sitting on the shelf. And throughout that time, I've continued wrestling kind of nonstop and my voice is not caught up. So now as I enter the realm of being a voice actor in cartoon form, my real voice is still healing up and still trying to get past like the UK, Japan, and then back home nonstop shows. My voice has never caught up. So for the past <coughs> five, six months, no voice, awful voice. I appreciate all the fans that have come out though. They're like, shut up. Like I'll start talking to people. I'm very jovial. <laughs> I like to talk with people. They go, shut up, stop talking. You're wrecking your voice. That's some, is that a, a sort of a long-term issue that you had? Did I, did I remember when we talked back in like 2019 that we talked about vocal polyps? I, I lose my voice all the time. Uh, yeah. It is, I've had it checked. There's nothing in there that's of real worry. It's literally just like constant use and abuse of my voice has wrecked it out. And I have to learn as a performer when to hold myself back. But like, I'll be in the middle of a match and I'm screaming. I'll be after a show and I'm screaming. I'll be watching a match and I'm screaming. I'll be very excitedly telling a story because the only thing I like more than pro wrestling really is just telling crazy stories in any way possible. My voice is a magical part of my life. But between Twitch streams and shows and podcasts and travel and climate, uh, you know, barometer changes, it hasn't caught up. I'm doing better than I was though. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm excited because uh on Friday December the 2nd uh, I I get the genuine honor of announcing you to the ring for North Wrestling. Oh, let's go. I am so excited. And we get to blow our voices out together because yes. normally North Wrestling is where I will I will ride my vocal cords like I stole them. And despite the fact that I'll no doubt have radio work on the weekend, I'll just sound like shite for it because yeah. North Wrestling is important. 
Um, yeah, and there's just when the energy's behind you, what are you going to do? You're not going to half-ass it. Absolutely not. That's what we do. But so that's happening on Friday the second. But the day before that, you're doing TNT in Liverpool. This is a return to Liverpool for you. You fell in love with it last time, didn't you? Yes, I did. I the the things I like about Liverpool are some of the same things I like about Atlanta, which are it's a very strange city to walk around in. There's a lot of wild, cool, fun nightlife and beautiful things to see during the day. But there's also just some crazy shit going on kind of all the time. And I really enjoyed wandering the city. I saw things that scared me. I thought saw things that excited me. And as someone who's traveled a lot, it stood out as a very strange, wild place, especially in the time of coming in when, you know, Queen Liz had just died. You're in London and everyone is walking around somber as grandmother's gone. And you get there and they're of a different mindset, I'll say, to say the least. And you sort of get both both sides of the British coin there. Um, I loved it. It was a really fun time. I can't wait to get back. We're also doing like a live Q&A, which I've never done before. Uh, I've always wanted to kind of do sort of a live podcast, live vibe thing, see what people want to hear from me. And I often forget, like, there's a lot of weird stuff I've done in wrestling. And so some people can get me to expound on things that I may not have thought about for a while. But even this year, I mean, like bizarre year, every year has been bizarre, though. Big shout to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast who will be conducting your, yes. your Q&A. Lovely lads and team there, which is nice to see. Uh, so Newcastle's new ground for you. I'm yes, believing. new ground. And Excellent. Warhorse was just there doing North and he loved it and he was excited. I don't even know what match I'm involved in yet. It hasn't been announced, but I do think that uh, it will be something worth sinking my teeth into. And I think for people who have never seen Effie live before. Maybe you've not heard of me at all, but maybe you've heard of me because I, as Jimmy Lloyd says, you do talk a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen that version of me, that's a more pompous social media presence. If you've not experienced me in a live setting, I think it's very different to do so. And I think that people with Effie are either in on the joke with me or they're not, but seeing me live helps you kind of understand more of what my mindset is. I'm a live performer at heart. I love that things go to stream. I love that things, you know, go to gifts and social media and that I can tweet to people who can see it, but also being in front of a live crowd and doing the show in front of them, reacting with them, changing your plans when things feel different. It's uh, there's no greater acting in my mind. Like I say, Tom Cruise does all his own stunts, but he also gets 52 takes. I just learned this fucking Lucha move. It's a miracle. I pulled it off. <laughs> You want to practice it? Nah, I got a feel for it. <laughs> I, th I think I could do it. It'll uh, as the as the old UK TV show goes, it'll be all right on the night. It'll be. Oh, <laughs> it was... I don't know anything about that, but I gotta get my. <laughs> Somebody subscribe me to the what is it? The BBC. That means something different in America. It, it might be. It, I mean, yeah, it was an old BBC show called It'll Be All Right on the Night, which is basically, it kind of goes against the idea of it, which is it was all like bloopers from live television. Okay. Where it's like, okay. it'll be Not fine. It'll right. be fine. Alone. Nobody needs to worry. <laughs> it's all gonna yeah, be good. It's, it's going to be kind of a different run this time, though, because last time, you know, I obviously had all my GCW brothers and sisters out there and we were rolling in like a, a gang of monsters in the night. And now I think, you know, it's me and John Wayne Murdoch heading back this quickly. We weren't, we weren't that long removed from being over there, you know, in, I believe September. So coming back now and coming back in this time set, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Effie's got to anchor himself a little harder. There's no backup from the rest of the crew here, you know? You're going to be fine. Honestly, I know Liverpool love you already. I know Newcastle are going to love you as well. What is, I think, special is we were talking before we started about how you're working on your on your British accent. Yes. Um, but yes. as... <laughs> 
Let me know when you yo, start yo. it. I'm working. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm supposed to be a professional voice actor. I'm in a damn screen actor's but, guild. But the, thi- but the Boy, thing mate. is... <laughs> but the thing is, is, is that what you're going to discover, because when you first went to Liverpool, I imagine you had to get your head around uh, the Scouse accent. Oh, what an accent. What oh, mate. Geordie is level five. Get ready oh, yeah? for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get ready to Ooh. learn it all again. I have found, though, that when I am around accents that are not of my own, my original accent comes out and I get a little country. And so when I'm around <laughs> all these people and they talk about fish and biscuits and all that sort of shit, I sort of just go back to South Carolina. I live where I live. My parents are from Greer, South Carolina. I lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. You name it, baby. I'm a baby at a Myrtle Beach. Woo. <laughs> well, be prepared yeah. to go back then, because I think you might need to <laughs> when you get to the Newcastle, especially. Um, before we, we, we were going to... Before we came live with this, the announcement came down as well. We've got to touch on this. Effie's Big Gay Brunch is going international. Uh, tea all around for Effie's Big Gay Brunch in the UK. Yeah. So when did this come together? So when we were in the UK the first time, and like I've often joked, we definitely need to bring it overseas. We need to do this, do that. I sort of like, I was like, this place is pretty gay. Not just all of the UK, which I mean is a little bit gay, but Liverpool had a very gay feeling specifically. And I think going out and experiencing the gay nightlife there, I was just like, wait a second, couldn't we, we've already set up a show with you. We've already done shows with you. Couldn't we do a big gay brunch over here? I'm looking around at the talent that's there. Even the match I'm having against Che Monet, we had a triple threat match. Che Monet from Scotland, up and coming talent on the scene. Visage, who's kind of a legend, already was a part of uh, that match together, triple threat. But now it's me versus Che Monet with Visage as the special guest ref. And it fills sort of all of my little check marks, which is like weird special guest ref with a cool outfit, doing drag and living, check. Two queer performers, check. More queer people getting their eyes on wrestling, check. So to see that little snippet of people being excited about that and looking at all of the talent over there, which like, no offense to the Brits, it's been rough during COVID for wrestling over there. And as we have sort of trudged on through in America and sort of made our own path of doing the shows we want to do to now be a little bit removed from that and to sort of come back in and say there's a lot of people who have been working really hard even if they're not getting shown on the right platforms even if people overseas are not getting to see them yet where we can give them a better stage we can give them a little bit of the effie juice to say look over here this is fantastic and i think you know looking back at my shows the shows have never been about putting me over the shows have never been about making me the star of everything. Yeah, at a certain point, I've got to be the main event and take an ass beating from Maxi Impaler and then cheat to beat them. But in its heart, it's more about looking at the rest of the talents and saying, hey, look at what a wide array of LGBTQIA talents that we have in wrestling. Let's see them do the best they can do. And so I think having TNT say, hey, we probably could pull this off. It gave us the motivation to move towards it. And especially with Eurovision being right there, you know, speaking with Jay, he was like, Eurovision's like in the beginning of May. I was like, is that crazy? Are we nuts if we do that? Yeah, we're nuts. We're going to do it. I'm going to make it a huge gay spectacle. We're obviously figuring out the logistics of sort of making sure it still feels like an Effie's Big Gay Brunch and seeing some familiar faces sort of teaming up or fighting with uh, some of our UK talents. But I also want to be able to highlight and shine on the UK and show all these people that throughout all the bullshit, throughout all the bad companies coming through, throughout all the people sucking, throughout all the people treating people with disrespect, they stuck out wrestling because they love wrestling. Let's give them the platform we can give them. Absolutely. Plus, I love going to Liverpool. 
It's a good excuse to go to Liverpool, if nothing else. It's a good excuse to hang out on Merseyside. Uh, Friday, yes. the 12th of May, 2023. Uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch comes to the home of the Eurovision Song Contest. It's coming to the UK. It's coming to Liverpool. And you'll be able to check out Effie at TNT Extreme Wrestling December the 1st and North Wrestling in Newcastle on December the 2nd. Where can people so keep up with everything else that you're up to, sir? Uh, almost everything is under Effie Lives. They tried to kill me. They could not. Effie Lives. That's E-F-F-Y-L-I-V-E-S. I have a Tumblr now. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, of course, as long as it still stands. Uh, but I also have been working really hard on my podcast, Weekend at Effie's, where almost every single week this year, we have recorded about the wild adventures, about my particular perspective, about movies, about culture, about whatever's going on in the world of wrestling. And to sort of have someone to uh, tell my stories to and play off of in my good friend, Peter, it's been an enjoyable way of uh, chronicling how much crazy stuff I am running into as I sort of expand my presence in the world of wrestling. Weekend at Effie's, wherever you get your podcasts from as well. Uh, if you need any of those again, just send a self-addressed envelope to 10 Downing Street. It'll find Effie just fine. <laughs> Uh, always a pleasure to find an excuse to get you on, Effie. It is a wonderful to speak to you. We'll see you in the UK in a couple yes, of weeks. Very excited. Come yeah, on. And then what's even more exciting is my schedule has not allowed for it to be quite the vacation trip I wanted. So I'm going from Minneapolis to Boston, straight to London, to Liverpool, to Newcastle, back to London, and then to St. Louis, Missouri, and Jeffersonville, Indiana, which Charlie Evans once called uh, the arena that we were wrestling in there for GCW, the worst place she's seen in all of America. Hey! <laughs> it's a big I'm, week. It's a big week. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Bless. I'm going to keep stamping up this passport and getting it rowdy. <laughs>